0: This is Marriage Grit, robust, real marriage talk with Jason and Emma Schroeder.
1: Hi, and welcome to Marriage Grit. Grit, by definition, is courage, passion, resolve, and strength of character. And we are excited to stand with you as together we build these sorts of marriages. This is what we believe a Jesus gives life to the full marriage looks like. Yay! Welcome to episode eight. Eight. Of season three. Wowza. Over to you, darling.
0: Hey, so this season we have been doing 10 Gospel Principles for Marriages with, with rrr, marriages with Grit. And walka, so walka, walka. we are in episode 8 of 10. We've been journeying through Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. And today I'm actually going to land in the ESV, mm. Emma Schroeder R- version, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. and read verses 28 and 29. So... In the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Mm. So today, episode eight is nourishment or mm. nourishing.
1: Interesting. Mm.
0: So babe, what springs to mind when I talk about nourishment?
1: <laughs> nourishing. You've got to say that it's with like
0: nourish. purpose.
1: Just wherever you are, just say it out loud. If you're on the train, just say, look at the person next to <laughs> you
0: no don't nourish. no please don't
1: nourish, nourish. It, nothing marriage related springs to mind no with nourishing hence the brilliant reason we chose this <laughs> as uh gospel principle. keeping
0: you all on your toes number
1: eight i think of like watering the grass yeah we don't have grass that needs watering because it's artificial <laughs> turf but what or maybe uh like nourishing your body like okay. with is it is it three fruit and two veg? No, I think that you are. I
0: think there's more than three. I think isn't it five veg and that's, three fruit?
1: That's a lot of veg to eat. It is a lot every day. Yep. Is licorice a veg? Absolutely. I think not. it it's from the extract of the licorice, licorice. root. <laughs> so technically, technically, uh, it's go not. crazy, good yeah, people.
0: Yeah, like cocoa beans are from a tree, so that means chocolate is a fruit. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. Yep.
1: Yep. Nourishing.
0: So that's that's where Jace lands when we're talking about nourishment. So look, it's probably a little bit of a weird word or concept to include it in a marriage podcast. Perfect. But I think... What we can land in is that when we're talking about someone or something being nourished, they're, they're being healthy. Mm. It per- it's perpetua- a good thing. It's a good thing. Perpetuates a healthy landscape, be it in your body, in your grass, whatever the case may be. <laughs> and so the dictionary, good old dictionary, defines nourishment as fostering what is necessary for growth, health and good condition. Ooh. Hmm. So a nourished marriage, nourished marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> nourished marriage, is a healthy marriage it's a marriage that is fostering a growing healthy good condition so if we think of marriage as soil we've got to have nourished soil to make things grow in good health right okay and if we are nourishing the soil of our marriage that is nourishing our spouse there's also a reciprocity in the sense of if i'm nourishing you jason paul schroeder Mm -hmm. good things grow in your life and i Mm -hmm. get to benefit from them
1: Mm. nourish me baby
0: (laughs) so nourishment is mutually beneficial it can benefit both directions
1: and likewise if i am nourishing you yes emma beth schroeder we're using <laughs> full i don't names. know why i did that emma hyphen beth schroeder hyphen beth schroeder then good things grow in the soil of your life which yes. ultimately then benefits me also
0: yes so you can see Win-win. how this metaphor here so let's kind of maybe think of good marriage soil nourished soil soil that is is in good, healthy conditions, then benefits both parties. So let's kind of look at that metaphor in in relation to marriage. So what might be some of the attributes of a nourished marriage or a nourished environment when it comes to marriage? Well, firstly, nourishing requires a posture of openness.
1: Hmm, Number one.
0: Number one, so I don't know any of those of you out there who have got newborns or toddler babies or have had toddler babies and when you start spoon feeding them and you are offering them something in the spoon that they do not want, they purse their mouth together. Mm. I can just it see it in lips. my mind where they're like flatly refusing, I don't want this thing you're trying to offer me on a spoon. I don't like the flavor or the texture and then they furiously shake their head and push their hand away.
1: Push your hand away,
0: and they're saying little hand, <laughs> handy hand, little hand. And what they're saying is because they obviously can't speak when they're you know six months old. Is they're saying no, no food. It's not going anywhere near me. I don't want the nourishment. And that can be kind of an interesting word picture when it comes to our marriages. Is what is our posture actually doing? Are we being open to nourishment with our spouse? Mm. And that is, are we willing? To be nourished. Are we willing to participate in this kind of healthy reciprocity? Is is there a humility? Or in our very posture, are we looking like a baby who doesn't want food coming to their mouth? Mm. <laughs> don't feed me, don't feed me. So there's got to be an openness in our manner, in our words, right. in our tone. And so some questions that might be worth asking ourselves around this is, so are we allowing ourselves, are we posturing ourselves for our spouse to shape us for the better? Are we sharing deep hopes, dreams, and concerns? Are we letting our spouse in into the struggles in our mind, in our heart? Is is there a daily turning towards each other? Because all of these things are a posture of openness to create that environment of nourishing. Mm. Now, Dr. Jordan Gottman who we've referenced a number of times, he would talk around this this whole idea of a turning towards. And these are what called are called bids for connection. And Gottman says these are the fundamental unit of emotional connection. And what, what is a bid for connection? So if if this is a posture of openness, a posture of n- nourishment, what might be a bid for connection? Well, these are gestures between a couple that signal, I want your attention. Yeah notice me see me and they can be both verbal and non-verbal and so a bid for connection in in a verbal way might be something like hey babe I was thinking or hey babe today was pretty stressful or a simple this happened at work today or I'm feeling so tired and those are verbal bids where you're throwing them out to your spouse And hoping that their posture of openness would mean that they look up from their phone and make eye contact and say, tell me more about that. So they're they're responding to your bid for connection.
1: Mm. Tell me more about that. So on that, that, what if it happens at a time where I don't want to hear more about that? (laughs) What if it's after a big day? Yeah. This is my moment to breathe. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm not talking about me. I'm no, just representing this is a all of the other humans <laughs> yes. out, out there. Where this is this is not always easy. Mm. It's certainly not convenient, and that moment is not actually about us. Yes. And if we've kind of gone, this moment is actually about me, and now you are stealing my me time. Yeah. It's hard, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to then, I guess, predetermine. Is that what it's all about?
1: I think so. Yeah, I, I think that that's spot on, and it, probably the the understanding then can shape the behaviour. Where if we understand this is an opportunity to nourish this person, mm. that my just giving them a moment of my time to listen to, you know, to respond to that bid for connection, that in this moment I'm actually nourishing them, and to see it as something that is, you know, somewhat sacred, yeah, that is beautiful and actually builds the creates healthy soil yeah then yeah we predetermine that i have to step into those opportunities
0: because it's those little it's actually these little things that actually water the soil really powerfully like we often think of like you know, healthy soil, good conditions of marriage is these really big monumental Grand things. Grand gestures. Grand gestures. And yeah. we've talked about this before. It's actually not. It's it's yeah. It's him responding to you when you put out a little bid and you just want a bit of a attention or focus or yeah. eye contact.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I think a part of it too is, is just ensuring that the bids are clear enough mm. to actually be realised by the other person. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've got such different love languages and if maybe if you're listening to this and you feel like you've been making bids for connection for years that have been ignored Mm. it's good to maybe take a step back and go have I actually been clear enough with expressing them and you know let's just say it's the guy who hasn't picked up on it maybe we just we're not wired to understand that that is actually a bid for connection
0: yeah hasn't seen it that way at all in fact Gottman would call those fuzzy bids
1: fuzzy bids
0: (laughs) fuzzy (laughs) bids and so you know you might feel like you're putting out quite an obvious bid for connection but like you say he he may simply not see it hear it for what it is and so might not be intentionally ignoring or not responding Mm. actually just doesn't even know
1: that it's a bid yeah so i think making the bids clear and then again coming back to a a possible same page conversation and that could be something like babe uh when i walk past you and and touch your waist or your back or maybe your butt, Uh, I'm actually making a bid for connection. Yeah. And so when you kind of ignore me like that, uh, that, you know, is there a way we can do that differently? Yeah. So, or or when I SMS you during the day uh, asking about your day, that's me making a bid for connection or or whatever your thing is i think it can become a a same page conversation
0: yeah so i think that's that's a brilliant first step around the whole idea of nourishment is if if you've got that posture of openness Mm. posture of this is going to nourish me or nourish him then you're more likely to respond to those gestures in that way Let's move on to point number two in terms of this kind of metaphor. So nourishing embraces the messy. And so part of the process of nourishment, if we think back to the kind of soil metaphor, is that good nourished soil often actually requires fertilizer. Poo-poos. And uh, any good gardener will tell you, and and I am not—I am not that.
1: (laughs) So, Em will next be using a sporting analogy. Yeah,
0: that's my next after the gardening one. My next skill set is green thumb and a sportswoman. But any good gardener will tell you that nourished soil is actually manured soil, right? Mm. It's not sandy, flighty, run through your hands with no texture soil. Nourished soil is often wet and dirty, full of worms and nutrients and (laughs) stuff. And so if we are creating an environment of nourished marriages and nourished individuals, we actually need to then expect a bit of mess. Yeah.
1: This is – it's worthy just contemplating. Mm. So nourished soil – can be messy soil.
0: Yeah, I was, I was waiting for more than that, but yeah, you just saying. It I'm really just reiterating okay, your awesome. point,
1: which was so good. Thanks, babe. babe. Just to to ponder that because we can, we can think a healthy marriage needs to look neat mm. and have it all sorted. But healthy soil smells a bit like poo. Yeah and is messy it's good yeah continue it's
0: got a it's got a depth it's like it's not a veneer it's actually got a a thickness and a richness to about it so Mm. a nourished marriage nourished individuals if we're leaning into this kind of mess we may then need to look for and expect things like conflict a sense of stretch and grit and grind a nourished marriage, nourished individuals may, may need to work on fostering a steady, reliable, mature love that's actually willing to have hard, difficult conversations. It, it also gives permission for the individual to make mistakes and stuff up. We're not expecting mm. perfection or the veneer of perfection. We're actually allowing each other to be our authentic selves. And then added to that, like there's a grace connected in both directions. I I see your mess. You're allowed to be messy, but I'm still going to love you and show up for you.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's, I guess it's this sense of, of being sharpened or shaped yeah. by your spouse in, in a way that is, that can be a little bit messy yeah. by, by each other. Yeah. Uh, and we've. I guess we've then we've signed up to God using the brilliant and the broken parts of our spouse to mature us yes to grow us yeah and what we saw as something that was really annoying or frustrating we could maybe actually see now as poo in the garden yeah as fertilizer in healthy soil and it helps take a different perspective mm-hmm. and a longer term perspective because ultimately if we can see this as, as something that we allow to be used by God, then good things can grow mm. from this, even from our our dysfunction, yeah. from our brokenness.
0: And so this isn't, you know, pleasant or simple or fluffy, but but this is actually what forging a authentic, covenantal gospel marriage is. And I'd, I love this quote and I've used this for a few years. Can't remember the source, so apologise. The English teacher in me hates that. But anyway, this quote says, the truth is that the more intimately you know someone, the more clearly you'll see their flaws. That's just the way it is. But that is why marriages fail while children are abandoned, why friendships don't last. You might think you love someone until you see the way they act when they're out of money or under pressure or hungry, for goodness sake. But love is something different. Gospel love is choosing to serve someone and be with someone in spite of their filthy heart. (laughs) Love is patient and kind. Love is deliberate. Love is hard. Love is pain and sacrifice. It's seeing the darkness in another person and defying the impulse to jump ship.
1: Yeah, amazing. So I guess a few questions as we ponder this a little more deeply and as we welcome the mess into this nourishing space. Are you allowing each other to make mistakes, Mm. to be a work in progress? Are we giving each other true freedom to be ourselves, even when it's not pretty? Mm. Are there things in my spouse that I've seen as annoying, bad poo? I just, I do feel like a teenage boy. Uh, (laughs) You say it with sort uh, of
0: such (laughs) emphasis. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you can't sorry, just say it everybody. like a casual it's a word. It's like <laughs> poo. <laughs> ah, such a child. You might need to it's start uh, that point again because I think uh, we've we've gone off track a little bit. Perhaps uh, are there? <laughs> I hope the guys are laughing. Uh, are there things in my spouse that I've seen as annoying bad poo, but now need to be seen as helpful good poo, mm. like fertilizer <laughs> in the garden?
0: Don't hashtag it's good. that.
1: M didn't, M didn't prove that point. I didn't. Point.
0: I didn't proofread that one. That's just landed up here has, in our How notes. did that get in how our How did I?
1: Whoo. It's a, It's a miracle. It's a mm, gift from the Lord. Gift. Yeah. Are we leaning into healthy conflict patterns uh, that can manage this and and see it turn for something good? Mm. Yeah.
0: All oh, powerful questions.
1: Yeah, and this is hard, right? This is this is difficult, gritty stuff we're talking about, and I think again, it. it so much comes back to humility yeah. and our need for God to soften our hearts towards him and therefore towards each other to humble ourselves and realize that we're a work in progress, they're a work in progress. Uh, and, and, Lord, we just invite you to do your best work in us.
0: Yeah, amen to that. So that second point there was nourishing embraces the messy. And third and final point as we round this out today is that nourishing is an action. So if we land back in that original verse there, Paul here is connecting love between a spouse and he talks about it in terms of cherishing and nourishing just as Christ does the church. So in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies, verse 28, he who loves his wife loves himself for no one hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes. That's really hard to say, nourishes and cherishes (laughs) it just as Christ does the church. And so... Folks on the family, which is a you know well-known blog that does a lot of relational kind of commentary, they would say in relation to this verse that cherishing here is an attitude, mm. but nourishing is an action. Great. So when you're cherishing your spouse, just as Christ does the church, what you are is you're loving, esteeming and treasuring them. But when it talks here about nourishing, nourishing is to communicate that love in ways that the other person finds meaningful. Nourishing is about edifying and building up. It's a question of helping your spouse achieve their God-given potential. And And it's then communicating that in a language that they understand. So nourishing is active. So we can't just wish for nourishing. We can't just talk about nourishing. We can't just... Theologize about nourishing. We can't just will nourishing to happen. Nourishing can't occur in a stagnant place and nor can you demand it. You must nourish me. Hmm. But nourish here is an active, present verb. And so, again, it's that doing what is necessary for growth, health, and good condition. It's an active process.
1: Hmm.
0: And so that nourishing first begins in the will. We've actually got to want to do it to then lead ourselves to be active in that place. So,
1: so good. hey? So I said so good.
0: <laughs> so good. Hey. Hey
1: love. Hey. Hey, sweetheart.
0: So I'd I'd like to leave us here today considering well how active is our nourishing? How how active are we? We can ask ourselves some questions in that regard.
1: Mm, great. So good, so let's be intentional, yeah, nourishes right?
0: Intentional nourishes, okay, yeah. so if our actions follow our will, we need to ask for Holy Spirit's help so that our will can get on board. We need to make sure our will is in check so that our actions can then get on the board get on board, and then we need to be consi- continually asking our spell, spouse, how can I?" love you how can i be active in my nourishing how can i be intentional in terms of my love languages um, am i intentionally kindly gracious being active in the way that i'm nourishing you
1: mm. yeah do you feel nourished by me that's a you need a bit of time to ask that potentially and
0: ask it very delicately at a good time right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and then answer delicately mm. but that gets you to a deep level and and so Let's be nourishers. Let's keep stepping forward on this journey and our three, three thoughts for today. Nourishing requires a posture of openness. Nourishing embraces the messy and nourishing is an action. So let's dive on in. Good people.
0: Good people. See you next time. Remember, we didn't sign up for easy, we signed up for gritty because our world needs robust, healthy marriages. Mistakes and mess are inevitable, so let's stay committed to tenacious growth together. We believe in you. We are praying for you. It's so worth it. Thank you for joining us at the Marriage Grit Podcast. If you'd like to connect further, go to our Marriage Grit Facebook page or email us at marriagegrit at c 3 hcomau